This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking today with Sophia Qureshi, who has a, a, a digital publication called 285 South. And uh, I'm going to let Sophia kind of give give us the background of, on it. And uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit about her background and how she got where she is. And uh, I want to talk a lot about 285 South because the content is, is really incredible. So good morning, Sophia. Good morning, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, let's start first with what is 285 South, and then we'll talk a little bit about your background too. Yeah. I mean, 285 South is a newsletter um, that focuses and is centered around Metro Atlanta's immigrant and refugee communities. So I launched it in August 2021. Um, and the idea was like, I was actually, I've worked in media many, many years for international media, for national media. And I moved back to Atlanta. So I grew up in um, Alpharetta, Johns Creek. And I moved, and I, I moved away after graduating from UGA. And I lived away for about um, 17 years. And when I came back, I was really amazed by how much Metro Atlanta had changed. And I was also surprised that there wasn't one publication that brought together the stories of all these different immigrant communities um, that have grown so much over the last 20 years. So it's basically it was like my attempt to create a space for those stories um, and to publish regularly about those communities. Yeah, there's there's so many there's a lot of publications that focus on one particular community, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, Chinese or Indian or. Uh, Hispanic communities, right. but but they focus on their communities. And a lot of them are are in their languages, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it it appeals to that community that way. Mm-hmm. But you're right; there has not been for many years any kind of overall wider effort to um, to kind of address all the the variety mm-hmm. of Atlanta's international community. I mean, the, I will say that years ago, this is probably going back twenty twenty five years, the AJC had a a special section on Atlanta. I think it was called Atlanta International or something like that. Mm. And and they covered a lot of these kinds of things. But as with so many things with media, it was around for a few years and then and then it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like now, I mean, it's like given how much these communities have grown and it, they're literally like changing the landscapes of, you know, parts of Metro Atlanta in a whole new way for us not to have one place where we could – start to try to understand that is um it would be a shame so i want to i want to say this several times in the next 15 minutes but where do you find 285 south how, how does someone find it yeah so right now 285 south is on substack um so you just go to 285south.substack.com um you can also i have an instagram page i have a facebook page and i have a, a twitter handle so you could also find 285 south that way Okay, and is it at two eighty five South on on all of those other platforms? Um, kind of, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know. I, I've had a couple of those too, where I thought no one else will have this handle, and then I go look. Yeah. It? Oh, really? That's that's in that's an organization in France that sounds yeah. similar to what to what I wanted. Yeah. So, okay. So- yeah, so, I mean, so on Facebook, you, it's that's probably my biggest community. Community, it's SJQ two eighty five South is like the Facebook. Okay, all right. 
but if you if you went into Twitter and went and Instagram and put in two eighty five South, you'd probably find something that yeah would make it fairly. It would probably be fairly easy to find, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's no other besides like the interstate here. There is no other two eighty five South that I know of. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Well, you know, I'll, I'll also I'll, after we're done here today, I in in kind of post production, I can put in the the URLs at the bottom so it'll flow across the screen as people as we're talking and people can see what the what the uh, handles are for all of those. So we'll, we'll have that included in there too. And I'll put it in the, the tags and show notes when I, when I push this out too, so people can find it. <laughs> uh, so, but what, so what's your background? What, where did, where did you work? What did you do before you started 285 South? Yeah. So um, my first job in media um, was, I guess about almost 20 years ago. Now I started out um, interning at CNN in the New Delhi Bureau. Um, so I grew up like just, you know, in Atlanta. So CNN was always like part of my uh, thinking about media. And um, so that was my first internship in media. And I like really loved being part of helping cover international news, especially news in India for an international audience. Um, after that, I worked at CNN in their DC bureau for a while. I used to basically run teleprompter for Wolf Blitzer and like run scripts back and forth between the studio and the newsroom. Um, and I did that for about two years. Um, and then I would say the majority of my professional experience was at Al Jazeera English, um, which if you know, yeah. you were now as an international yeah. news channel. I started out as a producer in the newsroom. Um, I would book a lot, actually kind of like what you're doing now. I would find people to talk to and book interviews and set them up with our anchors. Um, And after about 12 to 15 years um, working at Al Jazeera, I kind of moved into um, communications and advocacy for uh, racial justice. Um, So that was my, what was I, I was doing right before I launched 285 South. I was working at an organization called South Asian American Bleeding Together, which is a South Asian um, immigrant rights and racial justice organization where I was a director of communication. So a lot of what I was doing was actually, you know, the work that you're very familiar with was like pitching stories to journalists and trying to get them to cover some of the issues that they cared about. So talk to me about some of the some of the topics and stories that you've been you've found over the last year or two with 285 South. What are some what are some of the issues and stories that that you've covered that really kind of resonated for you? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big ones that I covered. Um, so I launched 285 South in August 2021, and that's also when the Taliban took over Afghanistan, and there was that massive chaotic evacuation of people out of Kabul to get out of Afghanistan. And so I really tried to follow like, you know, how that played out. Um, so I was covering as soon as Afghans started to arrive in Metro Atlanta, um, I was covering like what that was like for them, what their journey had been like. And then, you know, I covered like what the initial landing was like over here. Um, but I've also like stayed with that story and and just been covering like what it's like to start a new life here, um, kind of what the infrastructure was like as well uh, in Atlanta for welcoming people at that large of a number that quickly. Um, so that's definitely a story I've been following um, through 
different families I've connected with over the last two years. Um, Another story that I, or another topic is mental health. Um, I think there's like a lot of unique challenges for immigrant and refugees around identifying mental health needs and then finding the right support. Um, As we know, like in Georgia, it's not, it's getting better, but it's not ranked the highest among like mental health resources for all of its residents, but um, there's... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's specific yeah. challenges as well yeah. if you might not speak English <laughs> from a different cultural orientation. Um, and then I also really like doing stories about food and local businesses. Um, so, yeah, so I've done a lot of stories. Uh, I did a story about Bismillah Cafe, which is like a small Bangladeshi, um, kind of almost like street food style restaurant on Buford Highway. Uh, they just opened a restaurant next to their first location. And so I'll be writing about that. Um, I just published a story in Atlanta magazine. If you check out the January issue about uh, Rohingya refugee and um, his journey here and his uh, recent trip back to visit his parents in a refugee camp in Bangladesh. So I know these are like, I'm throwing yeah, a lot out. Yeah, no, sorry. Are, talking. Are you, so are, are you, I was going to ask you, are you partnering with other media outlets around town to kind of have them use your, your stories as well? Yeah. So, um, you know, I have the newsletter, but I've also done stories with Atlanta Magazine. Um, with I've done two stories with the Atlanta History Center. And I have another one coming out this year. So I kind of try to do a combination of like, Publishing regularly with the newsletter, but then working on bigger pieces um, with some of the local media outlets. Definitely this year, one of my focus is going to be doing more collaborations and trying to find ways for 285 South to grow that way. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could, I don't know, not to put more work on you. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, my, my mind is kind of spinning with, you know, you should partner with this newspaper and that newspaper and. Yeah. You do this, get a regular segment on this TV station. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say that, like, I've definitely been encouraged by the local media in Atlanta that I feel like there is interest in these stories and they are looking to diversify content and diversify contributors. So, um, yes, I'm just, I'm very encouraged. I'm just one person, but like, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> well, I would say that uh, so often, I don't say all the time, but Often, you know, you'll see when some media covers an immigrant community, it's it's not a positive story, mm. right? I mean, is that yeah. is that is that safe to say? It is safe to say, and I, I feel think- like so sometimes, you know, I'll try to check myself because sometimes I feel like, oh no, I've like published too many sad stories, and there's like so much hope, and there's a lot of joy, and. So I feel like some of that I try to do through sometimes it's food and culture, but also like I try to identify people in the community who are really making a difference and who kind of might be invisible, but like, you know, they're do, they're providing some really vital service. Um, so I try to highlight stories like that. Uh, but I agree that often it feels like there is this kind of like, oh, look, the poor immigrants, like yeah. that story of the people who came from here and now it sucks or, you know, well, and it's, and, and, yeah. And sometimes it's, it's people who don't have, they don't have the knowledge or resources or understanding of the processes to get their story told. 
mm-hmm. we do we do a lot of work with them. There's mm-hmm. a business accelerator program over at Emory at the business school called Start Me. Yeah, I and, know. About you know, them. Start Me. Okay, yeah. so so they focus on East Lake, uh, South Atlanta, and um, Clarkston. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the small businesses that they work with are are immigrants, you, you, often first generation mm-hmm. people who are starting up small business, and and these are folks who have just great ideas. They're mm-hmm. they're so incredibly hardworking, and they are building their businesses. But they need help with understanding how do I market it? How do I find capital? How yeah. do I what do, how do I set up the accounting? You know, so there's there's like a few groups in town that that help them do that and um, yeah. and and you know it's it's some of it's food but some of it's apparel and uh, you know skincare products and services i mean there's so many different things that yeah. that these small businesses do and and they you know obviously definitely with the food they, their culture is is a part of it and I, I will say I'm a huge fan of Beaufort Highway. Oh yeah. You know, if my if, if my wife and I weren't worried about going bankrupt, we would we would we eat there more day. often. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's so many great restaurants there, and it's yeah. much fun just to to try something that you haven't tried before. Yeah, I would say like on that start program. I don't know if he was part of this, but a few months ago I met somebody. Um, he's from Afghanistan, and he has a business. He's incredibly talented. He does wood carving, and his business was called Ariana Wood Carving. And he learned how to do wood carving in Iran. Um, and he has a little studio and he's trying to market himself on Instagram. But he also like he works at a warehouse during the day. So he doesn't have the time to like fully invest in his yeah. business. Yeah. But he has this incredible talent. And I yeah, I feel like there are a lot of stories like that um, where there needs to be some more support, maybe on PR marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that's always that's always a part of what the Start Me folks do is talk about how to market your business because you know, yeah. no one no one knows about it that no one's going to go there or buy, or buy your products. But you should it, it, check with him if he doesn't know about Start Me. I'm happy to connect yeah. him. I, I know they were taking applications for this year. I'm not sure where they are on the okay. application process at this point. Yeah. Um, so, are there certain other topics that you're looking at right now, kind of on the, that are on your on your mind that you want to cover? What are some issues that that are kind of top of mind right now? So one of the issues I want to cover, um, so last year I did a story looking at a low-income apartment complex on Beaufort Highway, actually, um, where a bunch of the residents were impacted like by really awful sewage issues. These issues have been continuing um, at varying degrees, but um, I really hope to do more on like uh, some of the housing issues that have come up. Um, obviously, low-income housing has issues for residents across Atlanta, but I think like with immigrant communities and low-income housing, there's additional challenges. Um, so I really hope to cover that. Um, I yeah, also, yeah. I think I think that's important. I mean, there there've been all, I've seen some coverage in other media lately around around those issues of you know, absentee landlords and yeah, you know, investment companies buying up apartment complexes and not putting the resource and in, resources into upkeep or security or that kind of thing. And, and I feel like part of it is that, you know, there it's people who are either immigrants who don't speak the language as well, or people who are not as economically fortunate to have the resources or the, the partners to, to fight back and ask for help and, yeah. and whatnot. So that's, I'm, I'm, 
I'm glad to hear you're doing that. And there's also a lack of housing. So, you know, even if they're in bad conditions, if there's not enough available low-income housing, like where do they go? So then sometimes you're forced to stay in bad situations. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next, this, so my next question is, is, this is sometimes a more challenging question for folks is what's something cool or fun about Sophia that people might not know about? And this could, I could, actually it, had to yeah. think about this a right. lot. And that, that's I why I get, that's why, with, that's why I give people this question ahead of time. <laughs> I had a conversation with my husband about it and we both concluded that I was very boring. Um, but the, I do have this like weird superpower, which is I can like not look at my phone or a watch or the time for hours, like four hours would go by. And I could then, if someone asked me the time, I can like get it accurately to like the minute. Like I could not look at my phone, you know, from 8 a.m. until one. And if you asked me like after lunch, what time it was, I'd be like one twenty-three. <laughs> right, what, t- what time is it now? Oh, no, it's 11. I'm not going to cheat. Um, 11, 17. 11, 20. Very close. Close, oh, close enough. I'm going to I'm going to take that. I'm, okay. uh, judges, judges. Okay, the judges are going <laughs> to accept that eleven seventeen as, as the answer. Okay, all right. So, lightning round here. Okay. So what's what's the last? And you don't have to go into into detail. But what's the last book you've read, or the last podcast you've listened to? Uh, the last book I read and completed was sometimes I start and don't complete. Um, was it's called? I actually have it right here. Strangers to Ourselves. It's an amazing book written by Rachel Aviv. It's um it's a nonfiction book that basically looks at like, it's also about kind of mental health, but it's like three different stories of people and how they understand um, their own journey. But okay. All right. Favorite local restaurant? Ah, uh, I have a few. I can do more. You can do two. How about two? Okay. Top two. I love the vegan platter at Desta the Ethiopian restaurant on Briarcliff. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I want to plug um, Siamese Basil Thai, which is a Thai restaurant in Norcross. I did a really long story about them and how like the building that they're in, like burned down half of it, but they are still standing. Um, they just have like a really amazing kind of home style Thai food. Okay. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure. Definitely dark chocolate. All right. Uh, what's your favorite local getaway? Um, so right when I moved back to Atlanta, I was in Gwinnett County in Tucker and my parents still live there. So I love going to Tucker and specifically there's a park there called Kelly Coffer Park where there's a lake and across the lake is this amazing garden, like an edible garden. So if you go in the spring or the summer, there'll be like peaches growing on the trees in the um, fall. There's persimmons growing and there's blueberry bushes. And I love going there while my husband and kids fish across the street. <laughs> All right. And uh, last is favorite non-work hobby. Um, I actually really enjoy cooking for people. Um, I love like, I don't know if you've had doll before, but I love cooking like, get into like a meditative state when I cook like a big pot of dal. So. Okay. So I'm going to give you an extra 10 seconds to explain to me what dal is. Cause I'm not entirely familiar. Oh no. 
I have to cook it. Okay. Um, basically it's lentils slow cooked with spices. So it's kind of like a creamy soupy, okay. but, um, it's like a staple for South Asian cuisine. Okay. I have to find a restaurant where I can. Yeah. Can any, right. any South Asian restaurant will have it. Is it D-A-H-L? Uh, it could be spelled like that or D-A-A-L. D-A-L. Okay. Get right. on like a cold wintry day. <laughs> okay. All right. Excellent. We have been talking with Sophia Qureshi, who is the uh, editor, publisher, owner of 285 South here in Atlanta. Thank you so much, Sophia, for taking some time to talk with us today. <laughs> Thank um, you. And uh, as always, hit subscribe on that YouTube link. Uh, and that way you get notifications about our, our next uh, podcast. And if you are looking for our database of Atlanta media, go to leftsatlantamedia.com. If you are a journalist looking for sources for stories, go to mitchesmediamatch.com. Or you can just give me a call, as people often do. Thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. Mm-hmm.